0: Welcome to the second episode in our podcast series on the EU green bond regulation. I'm Catherine Wade, counsel in the capital markets team in London. Today, I'm joined by David Ballagier, partner in our Brussels office. In this episode, David and I will be covering the core features of the EU green bond label and the requirements for EU taxonomy regulation alignment. So to get started, David, could you give us a brief reminder of the key features of the EU green bond label?
1: Many thanks, Catherine. Um, As mentioned in our previous podcast, the core and defining feature of the EU green bond standard is that the proceeds of the green bonds must be used for purposes which meet the criteria, that is, are aligned with the EU taxonomy requirements. In addition, issuers using the label will need to make certain pre- and post-issuance disclosures using mandatory templates, which must be reviewed by an external reviewer registered with and supervised by ESMA. Today we are going to talk about the use of proceeds and taxonomy alignment. Our colleagues in future podcasts will cover details of the disclosure and external reviewing process. Catherine, could you take us through the use-of-proceeds requirements for the EU green bond label?
0: Of course. Um, So the first point to note is that the label will only be available for issuers of green use-of-proceeds bonds, so not social bonds and not sustainability-linked bonds. It will be a voluntary label and will coexist with existing market-led voluntary principles. Under the label, bond proceeds must be invested in economic activities aligned with EU taxonomy requirements before maturity of each bond. Such bond proceeds can be allocated to one or a combination of fixed assets, financial assets, capital expenditures, operating expenditures, or assets and expenditures of households. There are some additional permitted allocations for sovereign and supranational or agency issuers. As with existing market-led principles, proceeds may be allocated on a bond by bond basis or using a portfolio approach. When applying the portfolio approach, proceeds may be allocated from a portfolio of EU green bond labeled bonds to a portfolio of fixed or financial assets according to taxonomy requirements. Issuers will then need to demonstrate in ongoing allocation reporting that the total value of taxonomy aligned assets in the portfolio exceeds the total value of their outstanding EU green bonds. The regulation provides detailed requirements about the nature of each of these allocation types, including where applicable, the time frame by which the activities to which the proceeds are allocated need to be taxonomy aligned. So, for example, issuers may allocate proceeds to CAPEX and or OPEX relating to activities that will meet the taxonomy requirements in the short term. Where they do so, the issuer needs to publish a CAPEX plan as provided for under the taxonomy regime. Such CAPEX plan needs to specify a deadline by which all the CAPEX and OPEX funded by the EU Green Bond will be taxonomy aligned. And that must be before the maturity of the bond. In addition, the issuer will need an assessment from an external reviewer confirming taxonomy alignment.
1: Wow, that is uh, quite interesting. Uh, These are quite detailed rules uh, which will require some some tracking. Um, And what about financial assets and securitizations?
0: Yes, so if an issuer allocates proceeds to financial assets in the form of debt or equity, these assets must be created within five years of the relevant bond issuance. Proceeds of these financial assets can be allocated to fixed assets, financial assets, capex, opex, or assets and expenditures of households. Proceeds can also be allocated to a portfolio of fixed or financial assets. And yes, that list of uses includes further financial assets. The regulation provides that proceeds of financial assets may be allocated to other subsequent financial assets provided that there are not more than three subsequent financial assets in a row And the ultimate proceeds allocated to one or a combination of the other types of permitted assets or allocations. For completeness, the label can also be used for securitizations for which there are some different and additional requirements. We'll cover these in a later episode. So moving on to the EU taxonomy itself, alignment with the taxonomy regulation is is the cornerstone of the EU green bond label. David, could you tell us a bit about the requirements for taxonomy alignment for the purposes of the EU green bond standard? Yes,
1: I, I can. The, the EU taxonomy regulation sets out an EU-wide classification system. That's a kind of dictionary according to which investors and businesses can assess whether certain economic activities are so-called environmentally sustainable. To qualify as environmentally sustainable, the economic activity must substantially contribute to one of the six environmental objectives which have been identified and which have been set in accordance with the targets of the Paris Agreement. In addition, they uh, will have to make sure that they do not significant harm to any of the other objectives and be carried out in accordance with minimum social and governance safeguards. For each of these environmental objectives, the EU taxonomy defines so-called technical screening criteria, which are set per economic activity. As you can sense, taxonomy alignment is challenging. And the success of the EU green bond standard will ultimately depend, on the one hand, on the ability of corporates to meet these criteria with the proceeds of their green bonds, and on the other hand, on the level of comfort they will be able to give to that effect to investors and the banks that will support these issues. Accordingly, we would expect due diligence processes to evolve as a result, including in order to ascertain compliance with the minimum social and governance safeguards, as that is a condition for taxonomy alignment. In acknowledgement of these challenges, certain limited flexibility was introduced in the final text of the EU Green Bond Standard around taxonomy alignment. The first one is the so-called flexibility pocket, which allows to use up to 15% of the proceeds raised to fund economics activities for which the EU taxonomy has not yet defined criteria, or in the context of certain international support. Another point, which was heavily debated, is whether you can rely on the technical screening criteria applicable at the time of issue of your bond or whether you need to look at the criteria applicable at the time you actually use your proceeds as we know that the criteria will evolve over time and will become more stringent in order to meet the net zero target by 2050 the standard provides for a limited grant foddering mechanism, which says that in case the criteria are amended after the issue of the bond, you will have seven years to ensure alignment with the amended criteria with certain specific rules, depending on the type of assets. So before we go, Catherine, what would you leave our listeners with as the key takeaways from today's episode?
0: So the key challenge for uptake of the label relates to the EU taxonomy itself more than the specific requirements of the EU green bond regulation. Taxonomy alignment as you've said is difficult. In particular there are still usability challenges around meeting the do no significant harm and minimum safeguard requirements.
1: Many thanks uh, Catherine that that is Really helpful. Uh, um, and thanks for our listeners for joining us on this podcast. Uh, in our next episode, we'll be hearing from Hugo van der Molen and Emilia Rice, who will be talking about the transparency requirements of that lab. Until then, it's goodbye from us.